Hello and welcome in Chisinau, the capital of Moldova. Yes, it is a country, and it's got another country inside it. <laughs> I didn't know either. Today, with Max and Sergei, Placinte politics and protests, while we get our head around Moldova with a pack of fun facts along the way. Off we go! Hello and welcome to Ukulele Road Trips podcast. It's the eighth episode of uh, Season Europe, Season 1, and Ukulele Road Trips has ended up in Moldova. Moldova, it's a country. Isn't that right, Max? It is a country. <laughs> Sergei, you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh, fantastic. Well, welcome, gentlemen. Thanks a lot for taking part. So, Moldova, it's a country, but it's also a region. And Moldovia used to be a similar but different. Could you clear those up for us? Sergei, you want to have a go? Okay, okay, I'll start. Well, Moldova was a medieval state. It was bigger than, than it is now, than independent country of Moldova, almost twice. So when we talk about region of Moldova, it is the territory that was occupied by the medieval Moldova, which is eastern part of current Romania and the independent Republic of Moldova oh, combined right. together. So that's why there's a region called Moldova in Romania and we, the Moldova the country, and there used to be one, one entity. Yes. Okay, it's very confusing. We always have to say Moldova the <laughs> country or Moldova the region. It's not that confusing. I mean... Naturally, it's separated by a river and, you know, when people started, like, making borders and stuff, it's usually the mountains and the rivers create the borders. Sure. And when the Soviet Union was created and came, like, they made this natural border on the river and that's pretty much it, like, they formed the country. But if we, if we speak culturally about it, like, culturally is the same country, even the same language. Ain't language, no river wide enough. Yeah, and uh, the language dialect is the same, you know. We, sure. And that's pretty much it. It's not that different. Fun fact, the flag has different sides. It's one of the only uh, flags that have not the exact same thing on both sides. I, apparently the bird, you know the bird on the signal? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. He points in a different way according to the side of the flag. Well, it's really a fun fact because I didn't know it. Yeah, fun <laughs> fact, right? And, I never uh, thought about it. Oh, and I forgot to mention, today. today's <laughs> theme is fun facts. Okay. Because I found this great internet uh, page with uh, fun facts about Moldova, which really don't sound that reliable. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, I'll check them with you. And that was the first one. Yeah, I've actually even got a little song to introduce the next fun fact, because I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll here. So this is the little fun fact jingle. Here's a fun fact, a fun fact, a fun fact, just for you, listener. Here's a fun fact, a fun fact, I'm not sure how much of it is true. Uh, fun fact number five of that particular page, um, Strong Drinks Museum in Tri... Trinauka village is the largest building in the world shaped like a bottle. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is a hilarious record. Do you, do you know that museum? Have yeah, you been I've passed by it, but not really. It's, it's kind of a weird place because it's, you know, Moldova is separated in two countries. I don't know if you know that. It's Transnistria. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about that, the yeah. breakaway state. So this museum of bottles and stuff is in Transnistria. So, and it's true. 
Well, I really can't add more. I also read about it on the internet, but I've never been there. Okay, but so. congratulations on having this record, Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> really good on you. And I think that was that was a fun fact. The fun fact that was a fun fact just for you. Okay, so moving on, maybe we could come back briefly to the history of Moldova. That's right. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Again, I'm going to take this. I've got a little song to introduce history stuff. It's, okay. it's like a tradition. Well, before us, there were people too. They did stuff, stuff, just like the stuff we do. Except the stuff they did do was well before, before me and you. So, uh, one of the fun facts, uh, Moldova was founded by Bogdan in the 14th century? Bogdan the first. I'm slowly trying to remember the history lessons in school, so I think <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Moldova was founded and then uh, this great character Stefan Chelmare defined the country as an independent state. Is that fair to say? More or less, really. he was like the, the biggest and the greatest like king we had. Because he was like for, he had a really long reign, like 47, 47 years or something around that. It was unusual for kings from Moldova because they usually were had like a really short reigns, and that was a problem. And then the Stefan came and he did like a lot of stuff. You know, people usually t talk about this fights he won against the Ottomans. You know, building the churches and stuff like that, but. Really, we can talk more about that because he also created like a nation in some sort because, you know, in 47 years you can do stuff and mm. you can make stuff. And I that's, see. that is the, the important thing. I understand this fun fact now. It's fun fact number 11. 11 and it says Stefan Celmare was the greatest ruler of Moldova. So, yeah, yeah. it's not really objective. Pretty much, no. So moving forward in time and then uh, the Russian Empire. <coughs> Uh, took control of the region, is that... Did I understand that right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much the, the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> and since, and until the 90s basically. Yeah, uh, 90s and then we had a small war between Transnistria and Moldova and... In the 1990s? No, yeah, in the 1992. Exactly. After we declared independence. Today's Moldova is very much defined by uh, its recent past in the USSR, I guess. Where does it, yes, where does it sit politically today? Is it between Europe and, and Russia still? It's very hard to say because, you know, during the Soviet Union, a lot of Russian people and people from the United uh, Soviet Union came to Moldova, like they were dislocated to Moldova. And a lot of people remained here. A lot of people that worked on... Uh, ships, you know, battleships and stuff like that also remain in Moldova. And it's kind of hard to talk about that because people are living here from like 50, 70 years and it's also their country, you know. But if we talk about the native people, the people that, you know, the grandparents, the grand grandparents came here, it's it's more of like Romanian oriented, 
because like culturally speaking the language the things that like uh, writers write musicians sing and it's it's the same story that Romanians do you know but we also have this little twist that the Russians gave us and that's also the interesting thing you you know you can come to Moldova and visit like Russian stuff and also Romanian stuff and that's mm-hmm. the you know like a really small country and you have like this you know condensed things and if you try to to ask somebody is Moldova more close to united uh, uh, European Union or the Russians is very hard, it's very hard to find the right answer because it depends on what people you are on Mm-hmm. If you talk to the people like me for that are more on the Romanian side, you know, I will always say that Moldova is an European country. If you talk with somebody that's more from the Russian side... Well, there's one on your left, actually. Yeah, I think he will tell, like, you know... Okay, I'll tell you after you finish. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, actually. I think mm. this is the... So it's the impact of this huge... Um, uh, the migration of Russian-speaking people to the Moldova yeah. Uh, yeah. region yeah. Uh, that, that had this huge impact. Actually, uh, some of the older people, I've met some, it's, uh, they, they spoke a mixture of Romanian and Russian, actually. So it's, it's even the languages are mixing up together. Okay, yeah, let me start. Sure. Uh, there is this angle that Max talked about, about this migration, and I can't agree more. It exists. Uh, but I also see this as a generational angle. It's like mm-hmm. the older people are really more supportive of Eastern ways of Russia, even people of Romanian origin, but I mean old generation, while younger people are more supportive of European Union, including a lot of Russian origin people. So there is like two angles, one is migration and another is basically age. So that's what, but overall it creates a really divided political situation. I don't know if it's 50-50 or 40-60, but it's really close. And then that's why we can never choose like the government that is stable enough. Because no government that is only on one side can get enough support. Right, when I arrived here in uh, Chisinau, on my first day it was the Romana e Limba Nostra something? Limba Nostra. Yeah, it's the yeah. national day of the language. Yeah, my Romanian's not that... Uh, yeah, we uh, it's, a, it's, good. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> I get by, you know, I, I can order palinte, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yes, the, it was a celebration of the Romanian language. It must be a bit tricky in a, in a country where, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's not that the language is so divided. It's not that tricky because, you know, when the whole this, you know, independence thing started, the one of the things that they fighted for, it was the language because during the Soviet Union, uh, the Soviets like changed the written script, the script of the language, mm-hmm. and they changed it to Cyrillic. Oh, right. Cyrillic. How was oh, so they changed it. That's a quite an adventure because it used to be Cyrillic before. Uh, before the. It was before. It was like this. Yeah. Uh, religious writing yeah. was in Cyrillic, but you know the language and was, was in, in Latin. Latin yeah. So what Cyrillic. what they thought for in, in during the independence was actually this like Latin writing. This is why we have this day of of the language because people not all of them but, but they cherish this 
you know, Latin writing and language that they fight for. So did the Latin language come back in the Republic of Moldova only in 1991? The writing, yes. 1989. The whole thing started. Up until 89, even Romanian was in Cyrillic. Uh, It's also interesting because I actually read about the history of, of all this stuff. And there was a brief period in the uh, Soviet Union, under Stalin actually, when the Romanian language in Transnistria, in what's current day Transnistria, was in Latin script. I think it was from 34 to 37. And then uh, those people who introduced Latin script there, they were arrested, persecuted, and I don't know for which reason everyone went to Cyrillic script. <laughs> so. So it's really a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, another one of those. Um, something that was very fun and that I really enjoyed about this uh, Limba Roman something yeah. day uh, was the music. It was great. They had a big band of uh, traditional, I think, Moldovan uh, singers. I mean, Moldovan, obviously, R- Romanian yeah. heritage yeah. side uh, with this music. And I've got a little song to explain. Um, a bit more about the music, maybe something okay. to describe it. Would you like to hear that? Yeah. Okay, nice. Un, doi, tre, patru. If you're having a big party and you've invited family, you'll want to dance around the table holding hands in a big circle. You're actually a film uh, producer, a film, film, film director, film director, and you uh, you made this film about Moldovan music. Would you like to talk a bit about that? Yeah, sure. It was a really great experience, like making it. It's a film about tradition, like traditional music combined with different style of music, going from hip hop to rock to metal to jazz to all this kind of stuff. 
and we had like a Swiss guy from Switzerland and he came with us and traveled the whole way and the whole you know thing and he had he had to play with all the musicians from Romania and Moldova and try to experience the music that we play around here and that was pretty much the film it's a road trip of a guy that you know travels and sees how things are going and how are things working in Moldova and Romania and that's pretty much it you know well, nice what's the movie called 100 risings in english it's basically the the name of the film is a uh, zone in Moldova like really up north that is really close to Romania and it's an interesting place to see it's like a lot of you know small hills and that's why it's called Risings you know 100 Risings oh nice well I'll put a little uh, a little link to the uh, trailer okay of that movie nice okay. under the podcast well that's uh, languages and, and culture uh, a bit we've touched upon I mean the complexity of the state it's um, I find it's it's very interesting to have such a dynamic in a country I mean it's 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 very rare. interesting to study it but it's, it's uh, not that interesting to live in this yes. uh, <laughs> I think it was in, it was in many countries but it's, it was like this like long time ago and since then everyone forgot you're a bit like the eastern belgium mm. is that fair to say I think like more like Switzerland language-wise. Oh, okay. I was going to say, but except of beer, you do wine. Wine. And that's <laughs> our next topic. Okay. <laughs> Much easier, and um, I think it's it's also very less easy. Controversial. Less controversial. <laughs> yeah, less controversial. It's very easy to get everybody to agree um, upon the fact that uh, Moldova has lovely wines and lots of them. Yeah. The first thing you read when you. Uh, do a bit of research on the wines. Uh, are the cellars actually have very famous cellars like Mileshti Mich? Yeah. Have you been there? Is yeah, Mileshti Mich is the biggest wine cellar in Europe, I think. And oh yeah, I read the biggest uh, collection as yeah, well. Yeah, collection like of wine. How how important is wine for Moldova? Very important, I think. Like you know, when when somebody from a different country comes to Moldova and you want him to experience this. Moldovan traditions and you know the whole way of living in Moldova you have to get him out of the city out of Kishinev mm -hmm. and go somewhere into the village and maybe stay like for a day or two at a you know grandma's house yeah. and drink a lot of wine that did happen and to eat me. plechintas and mamaliga mm. yes. and then you understand what 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 it means to be a Moldovan that's true. Yeah. So the wine with, you said placinta and mamaliga. Placinta and mamaliga. Do you want to explain what those are? Uh, placinta is basically like... A food. It's food. <laughs> yeah, it's not a drink. It's usually made from uh, a cheese. A pastry, actually. A pastry with cheese. There was, I had a really special experience um, <laughs> coming to Chisinau because mm -hmm. uh, I was coming from Romania and a couple mm -hmm. uh, were driving me here. And we stopped off in Nis Placin. Nisporin. Nisporin, yes. And we stopped off by uh, the uh, young girl's uh, mother and grandmother. Mm -hmm. And um, well, there were hens in the garden, uh, cows walking around in the city, and uh, I don't know, it all, and, and all the vegetables were from the garden, and the grandma was doing the cooking, and it, it, it had a very, very, uh, I don't know, special feel. And I suppose that's what you meant by yeah, the, yeah, the countryside. And she actually, she. Uh, took me and showed me how to make placinte. So she was rolling out the dough, putting potatoes in it. And when she asked me if we had that in France, I said we didn't. 
you should have seen the look of shock <laughs> on the face. So what? And in, in a mixture of Romanian and Russian, she said, well, what on earth do they eat then in France? Mm -hmm. <laughs> very funny, well, a very sweet moment. And the placinti were obviously very good. Well, if you, you're lucky that you got this experience because it's very interesting in any country, actually, because like most of us are city people right now and the life is the same in any country. Yeah, well, more or less. So yeah. McDonald's you, menus are the same everywhere. Definitely. <laughs> so it's good one that you had such experience. <laughs> I do feel very lucky. <laughs> uh, but back to the wine. Um, I actually didn't visit Milecztimici. I visited the other famous one, uh, which is called Krikova. And you take a little train and you drive in these fairly cool tunnels and all along the way you've got barrels and things like that. It's quite exciting experience. Yeah. I've really been there, but I didn't take a train. <laughs> Maybe no. have to go once again. I mean, I've been there, but we were just driving with the car. <laughs> oh yes, you can probably do that, but I, I don't have a car. Um, but I mean, the first like part. Oh, trains is nice. Yes. <laughs> the first part of the day was really nice, and um, I really can't remember the second. To be honest, it's all a blur. I mean, you can talk about the industrial wine, but I think it's more interesting it to good. talk. Yeah, but it's more interesting to talk about the wine that are made that from people that live, you know, and make the wine for them to drink it, you know, not to sell it. That's the interesting part. Like, for, for example, my grandfather, he has a wine yard in his backyard mm -hmm. and he makes like around 500 liters of wine a year. So it's That's, enough for a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> who drinks it? 500 liters. <laughs> no, Is that enough for one or two Moldovans, 500 <laughs> liters of it's, wine? Uh, it's enough for a family. I mean, he has like seven children and a lot of grandchildren oh okay oh well thanks for the input but i, I do see yeah the, the value of uh, yes having your own products i think yeah uh back to krikova for a short instance it's one of the two biggest uh in moldova and the world wine sellers and apparently yuri gargarin when he visited it uh got a little tipsy completely <laughs> drunk and yes. couldn't find his way out which is also a fun fact but this one hasn't got a jingle it's actually uh, got a song Really? Okay. Yeah, the song, yeah. uh, the Yuri Gargarin Krikova song. <laughs> the very first man in space, a hero for all to behold. SSR knows this face. All good Soviets have been told. Yuri Gagarin does honor the party. This great comrade. Fire propelled on the stalk when he bravely. I found my 
Other tests are harder than I thought Tunnels and tunnels I see before me different perspective like it's not only a rural wine and traditional stuff but it's also space stuff yes so it's exciting space exploration, space and exploration. so <laughs> so it's all bottled just like uh, the museum by the way yeah Remember just that? like the museum just like the museum well let's uh, close that bottle for now maybe we can reopen it later uh, I just wanted to talk about something very specific in Moldova and that is um, well, it's a fun fact, but I'm not sure it's that fun. I think it's a little controversial. But it's the um, breakaway republic of Transnistria. Okay. Uh, well, as we already talked before, uh, during 1918 and, ni and 1940, Moldova was actually reunited with Romania. Uh, but not all of it. Uh, the part that we now know as Transnistria, it uh, stayed in Soviet Union at that time. There were some uh, Moldovan uh, people living and uh, there was a created, th there was a Moldovan Autonomous Republic created in Soviet Union on those lands. And in 1940 when Soviet Union took, it, took uh, the territory till the Prut River, Transnistria with this part of Moldova was reunited and made uh, and, and it became a Moldovan Republic. And in 1990, well, all of it got independence. But almost immediately uh, there was disagreement between Transnistria and Moldova. What mm -hmm. should we do? Where should we go? About language, about everything. And so what's the situation like today now? Well, it's more or less two independent states. Uh, but it's not recognized by anyone apart, I think, from Russia, probably Cuba, uh, North even Korea. Russia, no, not even Russia recognizes Transnistria, but uh, so other a, than recognition, it's really as an, an independent state. They have their money, borders, uh, army. Own, so their own army, their own currency. Yes, it's yes. An independent state, but nobody acknowledges it. And yes. it doesn't have its football team, yeah. I guess. Surprisingly, it does not. <laughs> That's weird. 
Yeah, perhaps uh, the football people uh, were the only sane people who could agree about something. Yeah, and Transnistria decided to, to play in the, in the same league as Moldova. And they have a common team. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. What is, uh, what is the, the younger generation's feeling about this separation inside the state, Max? You know, usually it's a lot complicated. It's much more complicated than you can, you know, think about it. But I think it's mostly... A political problem not a social problem because if you go to Transnistria and you know just walk through the streets and talk to the people you know it's the same people that you see everywhere mm-hmm. that's the important thing except they speak Russian all of them probably mm, more or less the most part. but you know you can find Russian speaking people in Kishinev oh, yes. also yes, sure. mm-hmm. I but never know in which language I should be misunderstood yeah <laughs> I never know if I should confuse people with my bad Russian or with my terrible Romanian. Yeah, it's, you know, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing like, you know, it's a political problem. It's not a problem that people have, you know, it's a problem that of the so-called government in Transnistria, that they want to keep their positions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the Russians obviously have a big influence there probably. I read that yeah, they had 20,000 yeah. troops stationed there. Yeah, they have the troops, they give money to Transnistria to... It's, you know, the Russians support them even though they don't give them independence or declare them, like, they accept the independence of Transnistria. But the fun fact, if we want to talk about fun facts about Transnistria, it's actually the... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Here's a fun fact, a fun fact, fun fact is for you. which is in Moldova, sort of. So, <laughs> so the Transnistria region didn't actually be, was in the traditional Moldovan country. Oh, you know, right. I was talking about this river borders and stuff. They also go after a river. But the fun fact is actually that if we go back to the Stefan the Great or Stefan Chalmare, mm-hmm. when the Soviet Union was created, they took like a Big Sorry, ch- if we go back to Stefan Chelmari and yeah. the Soviet Union, but that's 500 yeah. years. So let me explain. <laughs> okay. So when the when Soviet Union this came, could be like a reboot. Stefan yeah. Chelmari fights again. The Soviet <laughs> <Union>. <laughs> Good so, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when the Soviet Union came, they took like a big chunk of Moldova and gave it to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it was the Basarabia, opening. Right? Mm, more or less. But they they gave to Ukraine and it basically was the opening to the sea, to the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. That was a problem. And back to Stefan Chalmari, now on that region that Stefan Chalmari built like a few big fortresses, like big castles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That region is no longer... <coughs> Ours, it yeah. now goes to Ukraine okay. and like... Two or three or four years ago, Ukraine declared like this Chetate Alba, like a national, you know, old city walls. Yeah, like yeah. It 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 declared it like uh, a national treasure, maybe. Yeah, something like that, like okay. a national treasure. So I guess the Moldovans aren't really too pleased about that. No, you feel I am not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if economically speaking, if we had like opening to the sea, the situation will be totally different. Yeah. You know, we have a seaport, you know, and stuff. And like especially that. with this weather, I mean, yeah. it's been really, really hot these last few days. It's September. 
it's a, it's really windy. 37 degrees, you know, it's crazy. It's seaside weather. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it even hard, harder to uh, to swallow, I think, yeah. not having the coast. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it would be nice to have uh, like access to the sea, but I think it would create even more issues in the state than without them, because really the Soviet Union, what they did, it had some purpose in it. Uh, they actually redrawn borders according to the ethnic composition of the people. Oh, really? There were really not so many Romanian-speaking people in the south of Arabia. Uh, it was part of Romania, but it was mostly inhabited during this Russian Empire colonization by all kinds of people, Germans, oh, Russians, right. Ukrainians, starting and so on. from the 1800s. Starting from the yeah, 1800s and, well, my father is from those places and uh, I would think that it would just create another separatist movement <laughs> one yeah, way or maybe, another. Maybe. <laughs> Let's um, ignore good transitions completely and jump back to the present. Um, and this I'll ask uh, quite selfishly because I'm curious about this uh, as it's happening today. There's a big protest today, uh, lots of young people on the streets, uh, lots of banners and policemen. What's, what's all that about today in Chisinau? It's about like the political situation in Moldova and because we got like, uh, can I say fucked? I'll, I'll probably, <laughs> you, you okay. edit it. What, what, what you can do is, uh, you, we got and I'll play like a note. And we got like really... Okay, yep, that was it. So now the people, it's not about only like young people, a lot of people are going to the streets because they are really un unpleasantly... All right, I see. So <laughs> it, it's about the, the money that they stole from the government. Who? Know, the, the government that stole money from the country. It's oh, like right. a third of the country's uh, PIP. GDP. A third of the country's GDP yeah. was stolen? Yeah, when was that? About, about less than that, about 20%, but still it's a huge amount. It's enormous. When was that? Uh, last year. It's, Oh, and it was last year. year found, but it was during like the last seven or six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So people are really angry about that. And also people are some sort of angry about the political parties because, you know, at the last elections, we, they had a really clear pro-European Union, you know, majority. Mm -hmm. At the parliament. Yeah, but the parties some some sort of like got in a battle between them and they made some sort of weird changes and a weird government that was only available, like worked only like for 120 days or something like that. And now we have another government. You know, it's, it's a really uncertain situation. So people are upset. Yeah. And today is the day where uh, lots of uh, young people, maybe even coming from the countryside or... Yeah, or maybe, maybe, I hope so. It's changed on its way now that this has been discovered and people are getting upset about this stealing? It's hard to say. Unfortunately, I don't think so. Well, that's, is the, issue, that's the issue with current situ political situation in Moldova. People are upset, people are not happy, but really no one really knows how to change things and so on. Because, well, we just have a set of politicians which we don't like, 
and we don't have anything else. We don't have any other politicians to replace them. Is, so, <laughs> is it because the system is kind of all locked down by... by uh, you, you mentioned the uh, organization, which is just in front of this building, by the way. Yeah. The BCG. GBC. <laughs> uh, GBC. And you mentioned that uh, the guy controlling that was pretty much controlling the whole country and its institutions. Yeah, there is a guy is whose name is Vladimir Plachatnyuk. And, uh, it's always Vladimir's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> always. It's like yeah, all those guys be, that control everything. We need to be Vladimir's. wary of this first name. Yeah, I think I should have named my son Vladimir. Yes, but I didn't. Well, <laughs> not for the Too sake bad. of the world. Maybe yeah. for the sake of your son, but not for humanity. <laughs> okay, so he is a very uh, rich uh, businessman. He controls a lot of enterprises, and also he has a lot of political control in the country. And right. yeah, he mm. has his own political party and some seats in the government. But well, it's some sort of Berlusconi in Italy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The same story, like right. you know, controlling all the media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm. But well, he is he is not the only one. He is well. Even if we remove him, I don't think that situation will change much because that's the hopeless thing in Moldova that. I don't know, maybe someone else sees where the change could come from, but I don't. I really don't. <laughs> maybe Max knows. <laughs> I don't really know. Because, you know, the I was really politically involved. I mean, like, socially politically involved the last, I don't know, four years. And, like, two years ago, everything changed for me because I, I thought to myself that the important thing is to make yourself better and do your things better you know and not depend on this political situation it's kind of happy for me to meet like a russian speaking guy from from a side you know because i always talked like oh, you were showing just for the listeners yeah Sergei, right? yeah because i, I I'm, I'm so happy because you know, yeah, usually you're both on the same sofa. It's like a yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, usually people like divide Moldova into Romanian-speaking parts, like Russian-speaking parts. If we should go west or east, or or what should happen? Sure. But I took I took like the example of the, of Switzerland. They have like four different like languages in Switzerland, and they kind of like get along very well. You know. And I think but if they're loaded, we, yeah, but if we, you know, if we get past of all this like Russian Romanian stuff, yeah, and get together, I think we can go like really a lot farther than this, you know. Sure. And that's why I hope like today's protest will be people from the Russian speaking side and the people from Romanian speaking side. Well, there will be. Maybe uh, that will <laughs> will some sort of you know unite us in a way, you know, and focus on a problem, not on on the small problems the that small we differences. have. Well, that's a, that's a lovely point of view, mm -hmm. Max. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah, hopefully a point of view that will be shared more and more by... Yeah, by uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Moldova has, uh, you know, wonderful things to offer. And to close this podcast, it's not a fun fact, but maybe like a fun or favorite place that... Uh, if you, yeah, if you could recommend one to uh, incoming tourists, where would you guide them? Definitely Archeulvik. Aerobic? Archeulvik. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were yeah. talking about sort of gymnastics. No, no, no. 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 Say that again. Archeulvik. Okay. It's a canyon, actually, made by a river route. It's not far from the city of Arche. 
and it's just a nice natural place where you can have some do some trekking there are some caves there are some small i can't say it's mountains or hills but like hills mm -hmm. and it's very nice just to go to spend oh, the day i should i should have a look at that yeah yeah <laughs> a favorite place in uh, kishinau max in kishinau or moldova but if you want to fit it, end the podcast on the, on the note in the city mm -hmm. in which we are well i think like i can close it like really more to talk I mean if somebody like wants to visit Moldova don't close yourself to Chisinau because if you come to Chisinau you won't meet Moldova at all you have to go to the countryside and basically the country is separated in three parts like so the come, north come the with center a car, basically no you can rent a car or go by bus and go or go by train you know yeah the country is separated in, in three parts like north center and south the north part of the country is more mountainous, mm -hmm. more hilly and more, you know, rocky. Right. The center part is more like wood stuff, you know, the codri and, and stuff like that. And the south part is more of, of the wine producing part of the country, you know. So okay. you can go from there. So first go in the south, buy some wine. <laughs> yeah. Do the middle a bit and then go in the mountains with what's rest of the wine. Yeah. yeah. Not mountains, you know, hills, hills. because you don't, don't Which is mountains. probably where Orkhelkovic is? No, Orkhelkovic is in the center. It's in the center about. Oh, okay. It's still, still hilly. Yeah. yeah. Check so, it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> if you want to find something in Chisinau, mm. I think like the, the best place to go to meet this, you know, Soviet Union part in this, you know, bar thing, you, you should go to Yelipili, I think. I've it's in the, in the center of the city, you know, oh. it's a, a big bar that, you know, usually people go there, you know. Oh, nice. And you can I'm a family man, I can tell you where to go with kids, but... <laughs> <laughs> but don't come with kids. <laughs> well, why not? If you come with kids, well, we have some good restaurants. Villa oh. Tuli, for example. <laughs> and you can probably order, and this is the last fun fact, yeah. by the way. Mm. This is my favorite fun fact. <laughs> fun fact! Oh. Skip the jingle. Uh, you can order Kaltz Unoshi. Kaltzunash? Yes, okay. Kaltzunash. You can order that. And the fun fact, and it's fun fact number 29. Mm -hmm. Let me read this one out. I love it. Fun fact 29. An adopted Ukrainian meal, Kaltzunash, is sort of a revierly, only better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's off to uh, enjoy a bit of Kaltzunash, maybe. It's about lunchtime. Yeah. Thanks for taking part. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye. So see ya in Moldova at a bottle of wine. <laughs> Is it Papa and Papa? Paka. Ah, Papa on my Colombia. left and Paka on my right. <laughs> okay. okay. Papa Paka. <laughs> Papa Paka. Good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Well, that's it for today's podcast. A big thank you to Sergei and Max for this enlightening chat. Don't forget to visit the adventures website, ukuleleroadtrips.com. You can read posts, listen to songs, look at a map by an album, or just, you know, give me some of your money. That's about it, really. See you soon, listener. Bye-bye. <laughs>